I want to conclude the series, The Perfect Kid, with a message I've titled, How to Respond When a Good Kid Goes Bad. And what I want to do is I want to give you three stages of a prodigal child. Three stages of a prodigal child. I want to use a very familiar portion of Scripture uh, about the prodigal son. Don't, don't tune me out if you have been in church a long time. I think we're going to share some, some, some angles and, and a fresh perspective that will, will help you if you ever encounter a prodigal child or maybe even a prodigal family member or friend. This can uh, be a message that you can use and, and apply to, to your life. Number one, let's look at the first stage. Stage one, you can follow along with me in your bulletin and fill in the blanks there. Stage one is the rebellion stage. The rebellion stage. Stays. Grab your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 15 and verse number 11. Luke 15, we're going to be in this portion of Scripture for the remainder of our time together. Luke 15, verse 11, if you don't have a Bible, the Scriptures will pop up on the screen. The Scripture says, Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the, of the estate. Father, I want to pretend... Like you're not alive. Father, I no longer want to live according to your value and values and belief system. Father, give me my share of the state so I can split. So he divided his property between them. And I tell you that nobody dreams about their kid growing up and rebelling. Nobody dreams that their good and innocent kid will one day take the wrong path. No, nobody holds their little newborn baby. I've got three kids now. We've got a, another baby due in, in July, and nobody holds their little little bitty baby. Coochie, 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 coo. I got a dream that one day you're going to grow up and be a crack addict. Coochie, coochie, coo. Coochie, coo. Look at those cheeks. Daddy loves those cheeks. I can't wait. I know one day you're going to grow up, and you're going to have premarital sex, and you're going to have a kid out of wedlock as a teenager. Coochie, coochie, coo. Ooh, I just can't wait. Ooh, one day you're going to grow up and you're going to contact STDs and get AIDS one day. Coochie, coochie. One day you're going you're gonna to be strung out on drugs and you're going to steal from people and you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. Coochie, coo, coo. Nobody has that kind of dream for their baby. And yet, you know some, you may have one. You may be related to one. There are prodigal kids all around us. And in this story, this young man was a prodigal. He went to his father and said, Father, give me my share of the estate. And uh, you, you didn't inherit the estate until after the, the father had died, after he had passed away. And the son simply says, Father, I want to pretend like you don't exist. I want to pretend like you, you, you're, you're not alive. I, I'm rebelling against your values and your belief system. Give me my share of the estate now so that I can go and do my own thing. This young man was a prodigal, and he, he had his first characteristic as the boy was very selfish. He's very self-centered. He could only think about himself. Isn't that true of prodigals? And, and not only that, but he was a know-it-all. How many of you ever been there before when you just thought you knew it all? You know what I'm saying? That, that was with that boy. I, I know how to live my life. Then it give me my stuff so I can go do my own thing. I think I know better than you. I know better than you and mom. Give me my stuff and let me run my own life. <laughs> not only was he a a know-it-all, but, but this prodigal son, he wanted instant gratification. Isn't that so true? I want my stuff now. 
I want my inheritance now. I want to go sow my wild oats now. I want to go have fun now. I want to go live wild now. I want to get out there and do my own thing right now. And the boy ended up rebelling against his father and his, and his mother. And if your kids have rebelled, I, I want to give you this first point that I think will be very helpful. If your kid ever does rebel, never forget point number one. Point number one is this under the rebellion stage is don't beat yourself up. Parents, let me set you free in this place today. Don't beat yourself up. So many parents, if if their kid goes prodigal, if their kid strays away, they begin to beat themselves up. They begin to say things like this. Where did we go wrong? What should we have done different? I mean, how in the world could our kid turn out like this? Where, how did we miss it? And they began to beat themselves up. And I want you to hear what the Scripture says in Luke 15 and verse number 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. Everybody say, two sons. I want you to notice that there were two kids. They were both boys. They were raised in the same home with the same parents, with the same values. And one went one direction and the other went the opposite direction. One stayed in the father's house and and obeyed his father's rule and honored the father and the other son who was raised by the same daddy and mama, the same values, the same convictions, the same belief system. He rebelled against his parents because the truth of the matter is once you raise your kids and they get to a certain age, you can't control their decisions. They have a free will. They can make their own choices. And no doubt as parents, we all mess up, we all fail, but don't you get in the blame game and start blaming yourself and live a life of condemnation and go, I should have done better, where did I miss it? And you live a miserable life because you beat yourself up because a child has went wayward. Two kids. And this picture is of, let me remind you, of our Heavenly Father. Even a perfect father, a Heavenly Father, has kids who go astray. There's a, a, a second thing. This leads me to, to point number two under stage one, the, the rebellion. Number two is let them go. Let them go. Your kids get to a certain age, they choose to rebel. They're a young adult. L- let them go. Luke 15, verse 13, listen to what the Scripture says. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country. Now, I want you to notice that Daddy and mama didn't go chase the boy down. I want you to notice that daddy and mama didn't say, now boy, we're going to let you live wild, but we're going to build a house right next to us and let you sow your wild oats, but we're going to keep you close to home on a shoestring, huh? No, boy, you're grown. You, you want to go? They let him go to a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. Parents understand there comes a time that you have to let your kids make their own decisions. That boy's 18 now. That daughter's 25, college degree, 28 and married. You, you, I mean, what? Let them go. Let them make their own decisions. And sometimes it's very hurtful because you're watching them make decisions that you know they're going to be detrimental to their life and future. And yet, the father let his son go. That, that leads me to, to number three. Number three is this. Let them make their mistakes. 
Let them, I know some of you are thinking, I got a prodigal child and you're not helping me much right now, preacher. (laughs) Hold on, this is just stage one. We're going to get to stage two. The story does end up in in, in a very wonderful way. But listen to number three. Let them make their mistakes. Luke chapter 15, verse 14 says, After he spent everything. Wow. He lost every dime his father gave him. And not only, please understand, not only did he just spend all the money, but he spent his emotions in wild living. Those precious young years of his, of his adult life, he, he spent them in wild living. He spent his time, his physical stamina. He spent everything he had in wild living and Notice that dad and mom didn't go down and bail him out. Dad and mom didn't try to go down and stop him from making the mistakes. You, you, you've rebelled. We've got to let you go. We've got to let you make the mistakes. And the scripture says there was a, fa- a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. That leads me to number four. Number four is this. Let them reap the consequences of their choices. Let them reap the consequences of their choices. Scripture goes on to say regarding the father and how he handled his prodigal. Luke 15, verse 15. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Notice that to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Can I tell you that this young man was as low as a Jewish boy could go? You see, pigs were detestable back in their culture. You would never catch a Jewish family chowing down on barbecue. Oh, no. They didn't eat pigs. Pigs were gross. Pigs were detestable. They didn't want anything to do with pigs. They didn't eat pigs. And here, this, this father, his, his son, is in the middle of a pig pen, and he's so hungry, he didn't want to just not eat the pig. The boy is so hungry, he wants to eat the pig poop. He is as low as low can go for a Jewish boy. Lost everything. Can you imagine what his father was feeling? You see, the text lets us in on a little light. It shares a little light for us. The father and the household somehow found out that this son has spent everything, that he was at the bottom of, of, of the totem pole. He, he, he was down and out because the Scripture says this. When the boy went back home, that his older brother, when he heard that the younger son had come back home, he was mad and he told his father, listen, you're throwing a party for him. Hey, I already know that that boy of yours spent every penny of his money that you gave him on on prostitutes somehow some way story had got back down to, to the house that, that that the boy was down and out and he had lost everything maybe somebody through Pony Express rode Pony and delivered a letter to dad that your son is down and out maybe Uncle Jim told, told Aunt Sue and Aunt Sue told Aunt Peggy and Aunt Peggy told Uncle Tim and Uncle Tim finally told father listen have you heard about your boy he's down there in that country and he has lost everything and I want you to notice that father didn't go down and, and bail his boy out. No doubt, having a father's heart, he was hurting. He saw his boy. He's reaping consequences in a pig pen, and yet he doesn't. He didn't go rescue his boy. I want you to notice, and 
No doubt the father could have felt this way as his boy was living a wild life. He, he was thinking, that boy's embarrassing him and his mama. <laughs> his mama and I, can, can you imagine? We've raised that boy right. <laughs> we've provided for him. We've told him how to live. And he, look, he's disrespect, disrespecting his mama. Like, we've got to go rescue him. He's going to embarrass us and our reputation. We're well known. We've got money. We've got houses. We've got servants. We're well known in the community. And our boy, he is, he, he's making us look bad. We've got to go down there and save him. We've got to go send the check. We've got to go bail him out. We've got to go make sure that he didn't suffer the He's our little boy. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. They let that... Young man suffer consequences of his own decisions. Parents understand something. There are times that the only way that your kid is going to come back to God is they got to hit rock bottom. They got to get strung out on the drugs. They got to get in the middle of the pig pen. Sometimes the only way for that baby is going to come back home. They find themselves in the pig pit because you didn't bail them out. You didn't try to cover it up for them. They suffer the consequences of their own decisions. And when they're in the middle of the pig pen, here's, here's the strong possibility. Your kid get, hits a rock bottom. There's a strong possibility they're going to get to stage number two. And stage number two is the reevaluation stage. The reevaluation stage. Notice this in... Luke 15 and verse number 17. When he came to his senses, the boy is in the pig pen and he came to his senses. Can I submit to you today that he may have never came to his senses if daddy and mama would have bailed him out. If daddy and mama always tried to make things work out for him and not let him suffer the consequences and keep him from popo and keep him out of here. And he tried to always, he may have never came to his, but the boy was in the middle of the pig pen at rock bottom, and the scripture says, he came to him, sisters. He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. He began to have a conversation with himself. I mean, have you ever been there before? What in the world am I doing? I never thought I would end up here. I never thought, I mean, I, here's what the boy, all you parents have been there before, I've been there before. The boy, he woke up and he started thinking, Mom and Daddy's not as stupid as I thought they were. You know what I mean? They're not near as stupid. I thought doing my own thing and getting my boogaloo on and grooving and hanging out, I thought it was going to get me somewhere. And it's got me in a mess. It's got me in I never dreamed when I left Daddy's house I would be here. I, never, I thought that the homies were with me, my boys, the fellows were with me. When I lost my money, the boys were gone. I thought the girl liked me for me. My girlfriend, when I lost all my money, started smelling like pigs. Girlfriend got up and left. She said, go get you a real job. You working with pigs? I don't want no man with pigs. And he's lonely. And he's hurt. He's broken. He's isolated. He's starving to death. He's at rock bottom. And he comes to his senses. And notice what the young man says to himself in verse 18. He said, I think what I'm going to do is I will set out. And I'm going to go back to my father. And say to him, Father, I have sinned. I have blown it. I have messed up. I have rebelled against heaven and against you. 
I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. And it states, too, that the kid begins to reevaluate. And sometimes, parents, this father didn't even know what his son was doing. He had no idea that in the middle of the pig pen, he began to reevaluate. But when he hit rock bottom, he began to reevaluate his life. And here's what I want us to accomplish very quickly. As parents, what do we do when our kid is a prodigal? What do we do when our kid is in the pig pen? How do we respond as parents? Number one is this. Pray diligently. Pray diligently. You know, you'll hear people say things like this. You know, my child has, is away from God, and I talked to the pastor, and we went and got counseling, and, I mean, we sent the, the, the boy money. We, we've tried to help him out. We've tried to keep him out of this trouble. We've, we've tried everything. We even called Dr., Dr. Field and Oprah to see if they would have a show about prodigals. We have done, we've done everything we know how to do, so I guess all we can do now is pray. No. Prayer is the first line of defense. Prayer is the first thing you do. You see your child starting to develop a, a rebellious heart. Your child has grown, leaves your house, and they're living wild. The first thing you do is get on your knees and be going, begin to pray to God. As you're driving in your car to work, you pray to God. You pray desperate prayers for your kids. You begin to pray, God, help my kid to make right choices. Lord, help my kid to come back home. And, and when you get real desperate... When you get real serious, you start praying crazy prayers. Like, Lord, do whatever it takes. Just bring my baby back home. Lord, I mean, what, Lord, if he got to go to jail, if she, if she gets caught, Lord, whatever it takes, Lord, I just want my baby to get their heart right with you, whatever. And you begin to pray. Crazy prayer. That's the first line of defense. Number two is this. Commit them to God. Commit them to God. In other words, parents, don't try to take matters back into your own hands. There is a Heavenly Father who, who hears your cry and prayers. And trust God. Depend on God. Hear this, parent. Hear this. If you're not careful, if you're not careful, you can try to go and intervene. And you can end up getting in the way of God's game plan for your kid. God's working. You're praying. Holy Spirit's work. And here you are. And here's the father. He didn't do this, but this father could have went down there to the pig pen, trying to help his little baby out. Oh, my boy's down here suffering. Oh, I can't believe it. You can't. You lost everything. Here's a little bit more money for me, mom and I. We just love you. So. And he could have messed up God's plan for that boy. Commit them to God. Lord, in your hands. The boy's 18. She's 27. They're 37. Lord, they're in your hands. I'm leaning on you, depending on you. Number three is this. Number three is this. What do you do? Is you wait patiently in faith. Wait patiently in faith. How many of you know that we're people of faith? I said we're people of faith. Amen. And when you're waiting for your child to come back home, you expect them to come back home. Come on, you pray prayers of faith. You stand on God's word that for me and my house, we will all serve the Lord. My child's going to come back home. It's going to honor God. My child's going to serve God with passion. Come on, you expect your child to come. You pray prayers of faith. You speak faith. You stand on God's word that your baby is going to come back home. Matter of fact, when you talk to your child on the phone, you're just waiting. I know there's a breakthrough. I'm just listening. 
You're expecting them over Thanksgiving meal, over or at Christmas time. You're just waiting for the sign because you're praying. You've committed them to God and you're waiting patiently in faith. I know my baby is coming back home. Wait patiently in faith. That, that leads me to stage number three. Stage number three. We've looked at the rebellion. We've looked at the reevaluation. Number three, let's look at the return. The return. And as I give you this first point under the return, please understand that this point needs to be practiced at every stage throughout your kid's life, out your kid's rebellion. It just happens to show up in the return stage, so I'll put it under here, but you need to practice this at every stage. Number one is this, love them unconditionally. Parents, love them unconditionally. Conditionally, Listen to Luke chapter 15 and verse 20. So he got up, the son did, and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. This leads me to, be, to believe, the scripture doesn't, doesn't say this, but it leads me to believe that the father was looking for his son. He, he was expecting his son to come home, and he was looking every day, may have stepped out on the front porch and just glancing, is today the day that my baby boy, is, is the day today he's going to come back home? And, and the father, while he was a long way off, he saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. He loved him unconditionally. And this is where a lot of parents blow it. They don't love their kids unconditionally. The kid strays away from their values and belief system. The kid begins to live a lifestyle that they disapprove of. And some parents, they begin to talk crazy to their kids. Some parents are mean to their kids. You're not coming to the house for Christmas? Oh, no, you're not. And don't be bringing that boy of yours either. I'm telling you, a bunch of heathens that live like a devil. I'll tell you something. Daddy, I can't. We raised you, and you know better than do all that stuff you're doing. I'll tell you something. And the best thing that you can do for a prodigal is to love them unconditionally. And I want you to catch what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that the father saw his son. Check this out. This is so important that you catch this. And he ran to his son, and he put his arms around him and hugged him, and he kissed him. The father did all of this before the son said one word. The father didn't even know the kid's motives yet. The boy could have been coming back home to get some more money from daddy to go back gambling. (laughs) I mean, the daddy, all he knows is, I see my boy. And I love my boy. I don't approve of your lifestyle, but I love you. You're my son. And the father hugged him, smelled like pig poop. Hugged him nasty and dirty and filthy, just like he was filthy, nasty, dirty. But son, you're mine. Don't approve of your lifestyle, but I love you and you are my boy. Can I tell you what maybe your prodigal needs? Is to know that you love him. You're my boy. You're still my girl. Daddy, mama, we don't prove your lifestyle, but we love you. You'll always be our kid. We love you unconditionally. Number two is this. There's a, a second thing that you need to do during the return. Number two is this. Forgive them completely. Forgive them completely. Luke chapter 15, verse 21 says, The son said to him, Father... I have sinned against heaven and against you. I love this. Notice what it says. I am no longer worthy to be called your 
son, I know I'm not worthy. I've blown it. I don't deserve to be your son anymore. Just make me a servant. I just want to be back in the house somewhere. Put me in the corner. I know I'm not worthy. Verse 22, but the father said to to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Bring a ring and, and, and put it on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Notice this. This is so key for this son of mine. He wants to be a servant. He doesn't feel worthy, but you're still my boy. And I forgive you. I forgive you completely. I want you to notice that the father didn't say, son, don't you even come in your mom and I's yard till you get yourself cleaned up. I dare you come home looking like that. Uh Uh-uh. Son, I forgive you. And I forgive you completely. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Notice what the scripture says. So they began to celebrate. They were excited that their boy came back home. They didn't condemn him. Condemn him. They loved him and forgave him. You know what a prodigal son needs, a prodigal daughter needs? They need your forgiveness. They need you to forgive them completely. You say, Pastor, how do I forgive them completely? I want to knock that knucklehead to New York City. I lost all my money. I mean, think about it. No, but I forgive you because my Heavenly Father has forgiven me. And your prodigal is you to love them completely, love them unconditionally, and forgive them completely. Here's what I want to do for the next few moments. I want to have a prayer time, and I want to pray for some prodigals. I realize underneath the sound of my voice, some of you have prodigal sons and daughters. Some of you have a teenager that is showing some signs of rebelling, and it's breaking your heart, and I want to pray. I want to pray today that would be a turning point in your teenager's heart. I want to pray for some of you who have grown kids. I want to pray today that that prodigal son, here's my prayer, is over this next month that this church would be filled with testimonies of prodigals that have come back home because of this message and during this prayer time. I'm really believing that, that your child in the middle of the pig pen making bad decisions, that this prayer is going to cause them to reevaluate what they're doing and to reevaluate their lifestyle and that God's going to grab a hold of their heart. And if you're real radical... And you're real desperate as we pray. Would you say, Lord, do whatever it takes. I want my baby serving you. I want my baby to have abundant life that only comes through Christ. Would you just close your eyes with me right now and you're here and you say, Pastor, I've got a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter.